There was a change though with 2012. Like before, like generally only ugly chicks served missions, but then after oh. that, it, it it changed. You know, who's so we're out gonna there. flirt to convert. So you know what? Like some people thought of Mormons as the original pickup artists. Here's the thing, you know, it says like in the Bible, like we're not supposed to marry out of the covenant. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Midnight Mormons. I am your host, Cardinalis, and today I am joined in the studio by Physiognomy Man, the Dan, Dan, the Man, Speed Read Dan, and our good friend, BT Whitbeck, Apostle 2027, Brad Whitbeck, friend of the show. And uh, we've got an interesting uh, problem here. Uh, our buddy here, Dan, is getting chased by the ladies. And uh, many of these ladies that have been smitten by his dashing good looks and his suave mm. and debonair, okay, are um, Sanam member girls. And he's kind of getting serious with some of these girls. And, and I shouldn't say some of these girls in case one of them listens because it actually only is one. You know what I'm saying? But um, the, the age-old question comes up, to date or not date the member or non-member of the church and uh, what, what advice we would give here to Brad? Is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, first, who should go first, Dan or Brad? I don't know. I don't know. Tell us what's going on, Dan, and yeah. then we're gonna give I need you our more context here. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. Um, in terms of the church, we're very insular right now. We're very much in a world where we're we just know people in our ward. We don't even really know our neighbors anymore. We don't really know like who else is out there. And that's not very good for missionary work. Like okay. that's not very good. That how are we supposed to be, you know, a light on a shining hill? So are you? If are, we don't even know, like, you know, who's out there. So we're gonna flirt to convert. Yeah, I was about to say, has, has dating just become a missionary program? It's like well, okay, is it, it, it has been used as that? It yeah. has been used as that. <laughs> yeah. there, there were some, you know, naughty, disobedient missionaries. In is my that why they always call the hot chicks flirt. to serve in uh, Temple Square? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, but, okay. But any, anyways, though, like there was a change though with 2012. Like before, like generally only ugly chicks served missions, but then after oh. that, it, it it changed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, that is so savage. No, no, and that's not, not true. Not there was 100%. plenty of hot chicks. Okay, no, no, th there were, there were, but I'm just saying there were few and far between. Oh man, you are just too wow. You're not going to do a good job man. getting those chicks, man. But anyway, keep going, bro. Keep going. Okay, but anyways, um. You know, there have been a lot of missionaries who have gone back, you know, out to their mission fields and have married someone or okay. essentially what they've done is flirted to convert. So and it's something where it's something that's been, you know, done since, you know, the beginning of time. Like, you know, there, there are so many anti-Mormon rags and books and and magazines back in the 19th century and even into the 20th century that claim that, oh, you know, they're these dashing Mormon chads. And, and like they're really, really good looking and they're really like charismatic and they're really like, you know, they're here to steal seductive. Your women. They're here to steer your they're here to steal our women. So the idea, you know, in England was that, oh, all these Mormon boys from Utah, they're here to steal our women and and take them <laughs> back as polygamous brides. Oh, gosh. 
So you know what? Like some people thought of Mormons as the original pickup artists, but you know, in the 21st century, it's kind of unfortunate because now we're just like kind of viewed as like you know, boring, milk toast, cucked, whatever you, you know? want to call it. Oh, <laughs> I love the gradations there. Boring, milk toast, cucked. Like whoa, dude. Jeez, that's horrible. So um, okay, so. What's the dilemma then, bro? You know, like, so... Well, here's the thing. You know, it says, like, in the Bible, like, we're not supposed to marry out of the covenant. Like, you know, like, Abraham made it very clear to Isaac that he was supposed to marry, you know, that special, you know, Rebecca, and then, you know, with Isaac, I mean, no, with Rachel and Leah, and, you know, they were supposed to keep it in, in the tribe. Okay, so now you've got this really hot girlfriend that you totally did. And I mean, just while we're on the Bible subject, you you also have uh, negative examples, right? Where you have Solomon uh, taking wives who are not of the house of Israel. Yeah, absolutely. Like 300 wives, 700 concubines or something like that. What? What? Yes. Solomon, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Solomon had 300 wives. He, he had, you know, he was Solomon sleeping with Solomon the necromancer? Women. Like the yes. OG Solomon? Yes, he was sleeping with a thousand women. What? And they they turned him to unknown gods is part of it, um, to uh, strange gods. And so um, there's some of this that is like tied into, hey, you need to marry within the covenant. Otherwise, you're going to be... Um, you're going to be in trouble eternally, you know? Okay. So Dan's got a hot girlfriend now. She's not a member of the church. And a lot of people would say, hey, you know, like that can get dicey because being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints um, is, you know, it's it's very dedicated thing. You know, it, it's not just like a, a part-time gig. It's, it's a lot of who you are, for lack of a better term. Okay. So um, you want your partner to be as compatible with you as you can. So the natural inclination would be to say, okay, well, you probably want to date somebody that's within your same belief structure so that you guys are all on the exact same page the whole time, right? Um, you have to balance that, though, with the fact that you fall in love with who you fall in love with as the director of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind uh, reminds us. And uh, all the greatest I, movies are about people from different backgrounds coming together. And I don't know. Yeah. I actually, I have something to say about that okay that you it. fall in love with who you fall in love with uh-huh it's terrible logic it's circular doesn't make any sense you fall in love with who you date oh so i was about to say you know whatevs uh-huh um and i've got an interesting take on this every member of my family a close family that got married in the church to another member of the church that got divorced was married to a member of the church first. Whereas every person in my family whose spouse joined the church married that person when they were not members of the church and they were not members of the church who were, they were uninterested in even learning about the church. Mm -hmm. uh, but they prayed and they had divine confirmation that this is the person you should marry. And the Lord told them, okay, cool. This is the one you should be dating. This is the one you should be marrying. And they did it, and then th those people are rock-solid, awesome-member converts now. So That's every, awesome. Every single person well, in my... Well, the second part. <laughs> yeah. Every single person in my family that got married 
in the temple to another cultural Mormon, unfortunately got divorced. Whereas yeah. every person that didn't marry a non-member, that person ended up converting. So my family is a weird inversion of what the statistics usually bear out. Interesting. So I, yeah. would, I would hate to think that some kind of cultural ism would have helped or prevented that from happening. However, the cultural isms were even stronger back then when they were, and these people were praying about and asking the Lord about it. When the Lord gives you the direct answer, then obviously there's nothing that you can stop you from doing it because you know you've gotten the answer from the Lord. But mm -hmm. um, now back to Dan. I got a story. Okay. I got it. a story for Sweet. you. So this is my grandmother who just passed away, her parents. So okay. my great-grandmother, um, she was born quite destitute. Um, her mother was the second wife of some guy who had another wife in Idaho, and he died pretty early on. I think it was only 48. I, maybe he got sick or something somehow. But okay. uh, she was, and then her mother like was with another guy, I think maybe briefly remarried and then had another daughter and then maybe they got divorced or I don't even know if they were married, but like whatever what happened, she was in a very destitute situation. And all of a sudden, um, she decided to move down to Arizona with her brother. Okay. Um, and... There, this is probably roughly about 1920 or something, and all of a sudden, like, um, there was a, there was a steak dance at the time, and for some reason, my great grandfather, who um had moved there from Tennessee or Kentucky, uh, was hanging out with some friends, and this guy, he's probably about 23 or something like that, okay, and he heard like, okay, well, where's a good place, you know, uh, to spend like a Friday night. And one of his friends said, like, oh, like, there's, like, a Mormon church. Like, there's a dance there. Like, it's pretty cool. And so he came. And, like, someone said, like, hey, you're not allowed to, like, smoke here. And supposedly, like, he threw the cigarette butt down. And he met my great-grandmother. And she said, like, hey, well, I'm not interested in guys that smoke. And oh. then he, he, he actually quit cold turkey. Right there on the right spot. Right there on the Dang. spot. But so he wasn't, nice. he wasn't interested in the church at all. Um, but they hey, dated. Hot chicks are very convincing arguments. Yeah. Okay. So they, <laughs> they they dated for a while, and for a while, like, so they went on a trip, you know, up to you know over Labor Day weekend, uh, up to Utah, where my great great grandmother lived, and um, my great great grandmother prayed and told her like, hey, you need to marry this guy, which was really strange because like he was some non-member, like he was you know some slick guy who just was pretty much like a fast talker and someone who seemed really overly confident and he's like okay and then he offered to take you know their entire family on a road trip which i think was just her sister and like uh, her mom okay to yosemite okay so, hopefully he didn't so, end up being a serial yeah. killer or something so it, yeah he didn't end up being a serial killer but after they got back like uh -huh. like you know it was a whirlwind romance um he got married and then they moved back to arizona and they had like a kid pretty like early on. And then like he still wasn't interested in the church like at all. Okay. Um, he apparently had a really weird practice where he put coffee in his cereal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like cold what? coffee and cereal instead of milk. Cold coffee. Well, at least it was cold. I was yeah. thinking that's real weird. <laughs> okay. Cold, yeah, okay. Right. But anyways, he ended up getting um typhoid fever. Okay. And he thought I was going to die and he was in some kind of sanitarium. And at one point <laughs> the prophet, which was Heber J. Grant, the prophet, the okay. prophet was visiting Arizona and 
at the time, like, you know, like he asked one of the stake presidents, is, is there anyone that needs a blessing? Okay. They said, yes, there's a member of our stake. She's not really active, but her husband is uh, dying of like typhoid fever. Okay. He came to the sanitarium. He gave him a blessing. He healed him on the spot. And they joined the church like, an, like the next week. Oh. <laughs> so they moved. They moved. Okay. They eventually moved to, they, they were pretty poor people, but they moved to like Dallas where there weren't really very many church members. Uh, they were super active at the time and they helped the church grow. Like they helped like bought like a church property. Like Whoa. he built like the church and he ended up being like the first stake president in Dallas which then at that point covered part of like Oklahoma and Arkansas and like a third of the state of Texas. Um, but he was state president for like 17 or 18 years. And so as recently 17 as recently- 18 years? Yes, yeah, 17 or 18 years, he was state president. Jeez Louise, okay. So, and then anyways, um, later on, um, I have a great aunt who was also dying of cancer, breast cancer. In, um, and then she, like, for some reason, like, Elder Faust at the time was visiting her stake okay, yeah. and gave her a blessing and, like, asked, like, okay, well, what's, what's your, um, what's your maiden name? And she found out, like, her, what's your full name? And found out her maiden name was Ackerson. And Elder Faust asked, wait, any relationship to Irvin Ackerson, which was, you know, my great grandfather. And he brought up, and she said, yes. And she actually said, so, um, the brethren were actually having, you know, a discussion, and we came up with a list of who we thought the hundred most faithful saints were in this dispensation, and he was something like 80th or 90th on the list. Dude, what happened to you? No, I'm just kidding. That, <laughs> that is savage, man. That's so, yes, awesome, that is dude. savage. So that is the, you know, that is okay, something so about dog, following a prompting. Okay, so then let's let's just bring this back to you, dude. So. You know, you got this chick, you think she's rad and she's cool. She's not a member, but you're feeling the vibes. I say go for it. Brad says don't because he's a judgmental person. Well, because uh, you need no, someone just... to disagree with you. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just so, kidding. Actually, okay. So I, I actually agree with the majority of what you've said so far, Cardin. Um, I think everything. that if you're strong, your testimony is super strong, and your connection with God is strong, you can date whoever the freaking heck you want because nobody will be able to meet you without within 30 seconds realizing this is a big part of my life. And either they're down with God too or not. And if they're down with God and they're having spiritual yeah. experiences with you, then boom, shakalaka. Like, and, and that's, it's gonna that's happen. what I wanted to say is like, look, marriage, even though like you talked about shared values which I think is a really, really good thing to consider when it comes to marriage. Um, but I also think that you need to consider shared expectations, right? Like you gotta um, be hot cause I'm hot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You sure. know, yeah, and look that, at Dan. That, that's it. That's He's the only hot. expectation. <laughs> you know, like let's get real brass tacks, dude. No, I just, but, <laughs> but like, I, I think you need to have similar kinds of expectations. And like you were saying, Cardin, if they know that God is important to you right off the bat, they're going to let you know pretty quickly whether that's in the cards for them or not also. Yeah. And I think dating is interesting because who you date changes you and you also change them. So I don't think it's healthy to say you shouldn't ever go on dates with people who aren't members of the church because like you could end up finding these people like you guys all both just talked about who yeah. ended up becoming incredible members of the church and blessing the lives of others. You know, like they're really, really good people 
and they later became good members of the church. I don't think you need to be a member of the church to be a good person, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know and how so, I, Yeah, sorry, keep going. Okay, so I, I think that, like, it's totally fine, and you should go on dates with people who aren't members of the church. I'm totally cool with people dating members of the church, you know? Or, sorry, dating people who aren't members of the church. Yeah. I, I don't see anything really wrong with that. I, I do think, like you're saying, Cardin, if you're not strong in your own faith and convictions, you're setting yourself up for being in a position where you could lose what you've got, right? You could <laughs> you be know, swayed in what you believe. You know how I can totally tell that Speed Read Dan likes this chick? Is because he's sitting there super tense in his chair, afraid that by us talking about him, he's going to say something stupid that's going to screw it up with her. You know what I'm saying? So he's being like, he's keeping his cards all close to his chest and everything. Dog, tell us, man. You got to tell us. What do you like about her, dog? Come on, brag. You got very a cool classy, girlfriend. Very classy. Very, very intelligent. Yeah, and she's super bass, too. Like, so, not Super, woke. super bass. So one thing yeah. I want to stress again is that... Um, this is something that's a little bit tricky right now in church culture is there's a lot of probably more now than ever. There's a lot of single something 30 some year old female members of the church. Like it's something that there's a little bit of a crisis, to be honest. Like think how many people there are who are mid singles who yeah. like they decided early on, like I'm going to make sure like no matter what, it's important that like I, I get married in the temple. And I'm sure like that's that's a very noble goal. Like that's a very worthwhile goal. And one of the things though that happens though is like at some point though, there's there's a time limit. Like you're not gonna have children forever. Like, you know, at some point, like you won't be able to have children. So like and you know, children, no matter like who they're like part member families, like there's still the possibility of there being like, you know, church members in the future. So would you rather have like no children or, you know, part member family or like you know children who may or may not be LDS or no children you know it, it's interesting but just two years ago the largest demographic of the church is mid-single adults now you know what I'm saying mid-single yeah. adults are the or or YSAs over the age of 30 or whatever became like the largest cohesive demographic I think outside of just I don't mm. remember the exact stat, but it's it's something that's never happened in church culture until now. And in American society, we already have a problem with our birth rate that I blame on wokeism, secularism and feminism. But other people just <laughs> act like, oh, I don't know where this came from. Over 50 percent of our males in America are not reproducing. Over 50 percent. Over half are not reproducing. Now, I don't say that like some freaking cow herder out there that's like, oh, I don't know if next year's harvest is going to be big. We all reproduce. You know, I, and like we are, as Jordan Peterson says, when you reject a man, you are fundamentally telling him that to his core, his genes do not matter and do not want to be reproduced into the next generation. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like that, that's why dudes getting rejected is like so harsh. And even so, for girls, you know, but like that's what we are doing to ourselves. Our so society I, I, has evolved into a place where it rejects itself more than half of the time. Mm -hmm. And so here's something that I think is weird. I, I was talking to Riley about this one, actually, and about how what what she thought would be the right sort of line to have and where 
where would be the right place to be. And what we landed on was you should um, date someone who helps you be a better person and someone who can understand what it's like to be Christ-like and wants to be Christ-like. Um, we disagreed on the level of activity in the church they should have before you should be willing to date or get engaged. Let me guess. Let me guess. Them. The dude said it's fine if she's only semi-active as long as she's hot. And the chick was like, no, I want you like totally active. <laughs> was that the way it was? She no, was demanding I... more of the dude than you were demanding of the girl because dudes are looking at looks while chicks are looking at like money and familial stability <laughs> and all that other stuff. Right. Yeah. So um, what so I right. was saying. What Riley was saying was that she thought it would be wrong to date somebody who is like to actively date somebody who's not a member of the church. I think that's okay. Um, and huh. what I think, and what we agreed on though, was some people turn that into, okay, if I don't want to date someone who's not a member of the church, I shouldn't date somebody who like doesn't have a current temple recommend. I shouldn't date somebody who has ever broken the word of wisdom, who has ever seen pornography, right? And they end up with like these like anti-atonement sort of ideals. Well, well, yeah. sometimes they end up with people who maybe they lied or maybe they're a little bit inauthentic or maybe they weren't showing or like, you know, maybe they were not uncovering the full image of who they truly were. And then they find out later on the marriage that, you know, is a little bit of a sham. And, and mm. this like, I've is seen where... so many marriages now where you know, one of the spouses have, has left the church and like there, there's a really, really sad Hulu, you know, show going around where, you know, these, these two women decide that they're gay and you, I mean, lesbian and now they're in a relationship with each other. And, you know, two guys have, you know, like they're out of luck. And I think everyone involved has left the church and it's dozens of people. Yeah. As we praise the people that have embraced their newfound way of life and make TV shows about them. Uh, we forget to show the wake of the broken families behind them. Yeah. And would we would they have done the get... same sort of celebration if those women had left their husbands for another man? Yeah. Or like the double standards weird to me. I've yet. To I don't see think you show... should ever celebrate the dissolution of a marriage that affects their kids too. Or, like or, or the how people... obscenely selfish is our society? <laughs> That's yeah. where we're at. Oh, 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 oh.